Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Father. We'll touch hearts and minds today, Lord God. Father, we just thank you that you move by your Spirit. And your faithfulness is seen and received in this house this morning, Lord God. You've done so much for us. Over the last nine years, every promise you've made, you've fulfilled. You've touched lives. You've set people free. As Justin said, we've we've seen salvation. We've seen breakthrough. We've seen miracles. We've seen breakthrough and turnaround. We've seen restoration. And God, it's all to your glory. Jesus, you are worthy. You are magnificent. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the power that you've worked in our lives and our circumstances. Thank you for leading and guiding us. God, we love you so much. I thank you for every person here today, those that couldn't be here today, that Lord, they would know your touch of goodness in their life. That Father, you would set hedges of protection around every life, over, over hearts, over minds, over spirits, circumstances. That God, your will would be done on earth just as it is in heaven. And we thank you, Father, truly from the bottom of our hearts that the seeds that you planted in us so long ago, Father, that as we've stepped out in obedience to what you've asked us to do, that you've watered those seeds and that we've seen the fruit of your faithfulness. We love you, Lord God. And today, Father, we just come to worship you. On our ninth birthday, Lord God, thank you. We worship you. Thank you for those that came and visited with us. Thank you for those that have left but have left blessed. Mighty God, have your way. Have your way, Lord God. Can we just put our hands together this morning? Bless the Lord. Come on, let's bless the Lord. That's what the word says. Bless the Lord. Let's stir ourselves. Today's just a day of celebration, a day of God's goodness. And uh, you know what? What sometimes starts off as, as hype or excitement or just this passion that's bubbling away on the inside. I, I realised that I, I gave my life to Christ fully in 1993. I was raised Catholic, so I was raised religious from my day of my birth. Uh, my Catholic confirmed name is Christian Francis Jared Thomas McCartney. We've <laughs> dropped a few of those since then. But, but what starts in this flurry of excitement has to be carried somehow. And over the last 29, almost 30 years, what I've experienced is just the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God. And when I didn't deserve it, he was still there. And when I ran the other way, he still ran after me. And I just want to i just want to let you know, church, that my gratitude towards God is only growing. My reliance, my desire for my need for God in my life only is increasing. And today truly is a day of celebration, but and it's a celebration of the church, but it's his church. And he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And you know what? You dream towards what's going to be and, and maybe it doesn't look exactly like we dreamt it would, but I actually think it's better. I think it's what God wanted, when he wanted it, how he wanted it. And to walk that journey of life with its twists and its turns and its ups and its downs, it's all good. 
it doesn't make sense necessarily in the moment, but it's all good and it's all glory to God. So one more time, before you give somebody a hug or a hand clap or a handshake or he's on the cheek. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Fantastic. Well, why don't you do that? Why don't you smile at someone, give them a, a hug, a handshake, a kiss on the cheek? Let's thank the teams. Fantastic. Is that better? Can we thank the teams? These guys get here early every Sunday morning. Help us set up. When there's gremlins in the system, they work their magic. Kelly, Justin, all the team. And, uh, you know, it's an amazing thing. Uh, when God starts speaking to you, because I didn't have Psalm 118 in my message this morning, and I, as I was praying, I felt like God speak, got to share Psalm 118, which Melissa shared, which is, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And on this, our ninth birthday, I want to say, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And and that's just a choice that I make. Yeah. That whether I'm on the highest of mountains or I'm in the lowest of valleys, I'm going to choose to rejoice because this is God's day. It's it's less about me. It's less about my emotions. It's less about my circumstances, and it's all about Him. And when I look beyond my immediate and I see Him, there is joy that bubbles up on the inside. So whatever we're going through at any moment in life, if I decide to look to Jesus beyond that moment, there is joy that is sufficient for the moment. Rejoice always. But, you know, this is what Thessalonians says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. What's God's will for my life? Joy, praise, and communion. God wants to commune with you every day of your life. And this church exists so that to create an opportunity and a space for you to commune with God. For you to enter in through a gate and be greeted and go, oh, I can open myself up a little bit because I feel safe. To be welcomed into a space, oh, I could be part of this community. To go, oh, I like this feeling God is present. And what I love about our team, what I love about everybody that, that does what they do to make C3 Nisa home is it creates space for God. And ultimately, that's all we're called to do in life is create space for God. And before I go any further, this is a little weird, but Kai, as you walked in this morning, mate, God spoke to me clearly about you are a leader, not a follower, and that he is preparing a place for you to encounter him, and it's going to change everything, and that you're a people person, you're, you're, you're all about others' inclusion, and God is going to use the giftings that he's placed on the inside of you to draw others to himself, and it's going to be a journey of discovery, and it's going to be an amazing journey, but I, I literally, as you walked in, I just, it was like the smile of heaven over your life, and I just want to say that you're favoured, and you're blessed, and God is going before you. Uh, the journey so far has taken a few twists and turns, and you haven't understood why, but God's been in every step of it, and he's leading you to a place of the fulfillment of dreams and the fulfillment of promises. But you're a great young man, and I just pray the blessing of heaven over your life. Amen. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. 
And, and I want to remind us again this morning, the, the, the title of my message this morning is, What Do You Want? Uh, and, which could be a little abrupt, but I, I felt like God spoke to me this way. What do you want? And I'll, I'll unpackage that a little bit as we get going along. But I love this. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You are already in victory. As you are, where you are, who you are, you are sitting, standing, operating, doing life from a position of victory. You are not a victim, you are a victor. And I want to encourage us to see life through that lens. Regardless of what I walk through, regardless of what I face, regardless of labels that are being given, regardless of season that or storm that I, I am a victor in life. You and Christ are the majority. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I, as, as, as the church is coming of age, coming to nine years of age, we are a church of victory. And as we walk in that, victory will be seen in the earth. But I just wanted to, to share that. You know, Justin has said, Melissa said, a lot has happened in the last nine years. A lot has happened. Like like crazy, we, we pack up our dream home that we just finished building in Sydney. I was thinking about nine years. Zachy's only 11. And I still remember, as Justin mentioned, Glen Avenue before, I remember Zach was this little marshmallow that just ran around consistently with gumboots and a, and a nappy. That's all he wear. It didn't matter if he was skateboarding. Yeah, he had his helmet on if he skateboarded. Scootering, skateboarding, riding a bike, jumping down. So he used to love to get to about the fourth step and run and jump off the stairs and then just land on his bottom because it was cushioned by the uh, by the nappy. He's, he's got enough there now that he could probably still do it and it wouldn't even matter, but he's just a little nugget. He's, he's our nugget and we love him. But a lot has happened in nine years. And like Justin said, there's been salvations and there's been healings. And I remember getting words of knowledge in service where a lady came in with a moon boot and she, three days before, fallen down six stairs and snapped her leg clean through. Uh, so both bones were snapped through and she was waiting for surgery. So she's meant to be using crutches and she had a moon boot on. And I got a word of knowledge, somebody here with a with, I've got a bad leg, God's going to heal you. She stood up back row, walked to the front, and we prayed. She said she felt heat on her leg. She went back to her seat. That night she took the moon boot off and started walking around. And her South African husband was very upset with this. He said, put it back on. Put it. She goes, I've been healed. He goes, put it back on. And she walked around. She never had surgery, and God, God healed her in a moment. But we've got hundreds of those stories and stories of people doing courses and people turning up at, at pancakes in the park and just lives have been intertwined because God in his goodness led us across each other's path. And we're just, we're just happy that God chose to use us for a small part of this journey of, of touching somebody or impacting somebody's life or bettering somebody's world. And it is a true honour and privilege to do that. So we are, we are so far from perfect as, as a couple, as individuals, as a church. But I think that's where God gets in. He gets in through the cracks. And when we let him in, and, and the cool thing is there's no, none of us that are perfect, but we're, we work perfectly together. Yeah. That, that when we all find our, our place and our rhythm and, and that, you know, what piece of the puzzle am I, when I find that place, something starts to happen. And, and like Vincent and Jenny were sharing, that they don't even know how, how blessed we are because of them. Just, just their smile, just their turning up, just their words of encouragement, just their theirness. Uh, and I love the fact that you didn't join because of my pressure. I probably stayed away so that I didn't scare you away. But uh, you know what I mean? These, these are just—they're two of our team that are magnificent and have helped us and blessed us. 
uh, and you know Scotty and Kim and Scotty sitting on our board and helping govern the church for so many years and just being friends in our worlds that we'll go and have fish and chips with or a beer. We love you and we love the journey and the small interactions that we've had over time. So I know I'm rambling, but I just want to say thank you because uh, as Vincent said, we are the church. Uh, and when, when I said, what do you want? I felt like God said to me, for the church, what do you want? But then he said, it's, it goes beyond that. It's what do you want? What do you want? What do you, because what's been has been fantastic. And what's been has been life-changing on so many levels for so many people. But that was yesterday. What do you want tomorrow? What do you want God to do for you? What do you want to see in this community and the greater community? What, what, what? Because it, we, we don't stop at what was or what's been. We dream again and we believe for more and we step towards the future. And the cool thing is that it's important to remember that what we're doing is a marathon, not a sprint. Because it's taken a whole lot of energy to get to where we are. To do, and we've met in halls and we've met in other church buildings and we've met in... You know, you're online. Thank you, Jesus, for online. No, we don't like online. Anyway, we do like online. We do like online. But there's been twists, there's been turns, there's been craziness. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we've got so much to do, and there's so many lives to be impacted, so many people to be blessed, and you're a part of that. Not You're, you're an integral part of that because God is going to speak to each of you individually and uniquely to do what you do for him and see lives won to the kingdom. Amen? In 2 Peter 3 8, it says this Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the, this is true, my Lord. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Who knows, nine years feels like 90. Uh, I've got a lot less hair, it's a lot greyer. I've got fake hips, I've got a whole lot get it. It feels like a thousand years. Uh, the Lord is not slow, though, in keeping his promises. Some understand slow. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Another version says God is, is, is wanting everyone to come to salvation. So our mission remains the same. And I love that Jenny mentioned loving God, loving people, and serving the community because that's why we exist, uh, to, find that, to find that need and meet it, to find that hurt and, and heal it, to do we can't do everything, but we we can do something. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, as Melissa said, you're part of the family. Yeah. Um, that may be good for some, that may be bad for others, I don't know, but you're part of the family. Uh, even if you're, you're adopted in, you're part of the family. Let's be family. Let's do family. Let's step out towards the future and just see who we can bless, see who we can help heal up, see who we can change mindsets in. There's so many people out there that have been hurt by, by religion or, or other faith communities. They've been. Let's be that community that heals people up and says, you know what, we love you regardless. We're not perfect. We're, we're, we're warts and all, but, but come and join the family. Amen? Amen? All right. So I want to thank you, church. I want to thank Melissa and our kids. They've sacrificed a lot. I do want to thank our, our entire team, uh, you know, Justin and Anne's, Jenny and Vincent, Wally and Jan, like our whole team, Nushi and Ed, all you guys that have just been with us. It's, it's amazing. You've, you've supported us so amazingly. But as I was, I was preparing for today, what do you want? I felt like we're in a brand new day, and it's easy to say that. And we know that the scripture says, behold, I do a new thing. God is always doing a new thing. But we've walked through a season that's changed everything. For the church globally, everything's changed. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. 
I think God just hit the reset button and said, hey, time out, let's go. We're, we're changing things up here a little bit. I, I, I want to be back central in focus. I, I, I want to be the one that this is all about because at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, God doesn't orbit around our lives. We orbit around him. He's central. He's, you know, the earth is his throne. You know, the, 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 the heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. I'm going to say yesterday, today, and forever, I don't change. That, that we need to let our lives and what we do orbit around God and his goodness and his majesty and his and I want to remind us here today that I believe God's calling us back to a day of simplistic relational opportunity just simple relationship with him and everything we do is going to flow out of that simple relationship with him so if you hear nothing else today my prayer for you moving forward in in the days to come is that you would know him and you'd be known by him that you would, you would have a relationship with the Word, you'd have a relationship with Him through prayer, that you'd have times where you just sit and still yourself and you encounter the goodness of God because it's available for us every second of the day. And I love what it says in James 4 verse 7. It says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You don't have to strive, you don't have to struggle, you don't have to work, you don't have to fight. You can just draw near to God and as you do, you will sense his spirit and his presence come in. And in that moment, I've had moments in life where where just that, that millisecond of encounter with the Holy Spirit shifted everything. It, it shifted anxieties, it shifted mindsets, it took me to another place. It took me to, to, to where God was. And what I love about the church, the house of God, is it's a place where heaven meets earth and earth meets heaven. We, we can go to that place of, of being transported to a heavenly realm simply by, by pressing back on flesh and saying, God, I'm going to be spirit-focused. I'm going, to, I'm going to draw near to you. And again, my prayer is that you'll find that place of, of drawing where, where you, you hear his voice clearly, where you sense his touch upon your life and there's, there's safety and there's peace and there's joy. Amen? All right. What do you want? The main scripture for today is Mark 10, starting in verse 46, and says this. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. And a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, who is son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to yell at him. But, but they only, he, sorry, sorry. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said, come on, he's calling you. And Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. I love that. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. And, and Bartimaeus replied, my rabbi, the blind man, said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. I love this because first they're shouting him down, shut up, man. Stop bothering Jesus. Jesus is on his way through. He's got something to do. And, and the reality of was Jesus was doing Jesus' things. He was traveling from town to town and place to place, home to home, knee to knee. Jesus was doing Jesus' things. And a man who had heard about Jesus started crying out to Jesus. He, he, and, and the cool thing is it said he, he was a blind man sitting by the road begging. His position or his condition was evident. So when Jesus says to him, 
what do you want me to do for you? Everybody else is like, well, isn't it evident what he needs? The guy has got deficit in his life. The guy can't see. The reason he's wearing a beggar's cloak, the reason he's sitting on the side of the road begging Jesus is because he can't see. And it's not like Jesus was just walking, hearing something and was walking by the guy and hadn't seen that he was begging. He knew Bartimaeus. He, he saw him in his situation. God sees each of us in our situation. But the, the thing is this, God is never moved by need. He's always moved by faith. So we're in a position right now in life uh, as a church, as an individual, we're in a position and we have evident need or deficit in our world. And I want to encourage us this morning that the evident need or deficit in our world can only ever be met by Jesus. And so what happens here is, though, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Because he wasn't, he wasn't interested in the condition. He was interested in Bartimaeus' conviction. We need to know on the inside what we want what we're going after, what we're living for, what we're dreaming towards, what the future looks like. God, what is the conviction of your heart? The Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. It says that it is imp all things are possible for those who believe, but it's all things are possible through faith, through our faith in Christ Jesus, through our positioning ourselves. I don't see how it could happen. I don't know how. It, but the conviction on the inside is God will make a way. Not only will he, but he can. God is able. And, and uh, you know, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or imagine. According to the, the work, the power that is at work in our lives, glory to, to God in, through the church of, of Jesus Christ. But, but I want to encourage us here today. What is the conviction of your heart? What's the position of your heart? Are you more reliant on your skill set and your intellect and others and what you can achieve in yourself? Or I've just decided I'm not smart enough to do anything in life. I need Jesus. I'm dependent on Jesus. I'm reliant on God moving in my world. I'm reliant on God moving the parts and, and making a clear path so I can walk through. I'll do what he asks me to do, but I know that it's not in my strength. It's not in my ability. It's always in him. It's always the same with us. And, and I, I believe God's asking that question of us this morning. What do you want me to do for you? And I think it's worth thinking through. And I, I, I think it's worth going, what do I want God for, to do for me? Because it's been a big season. It's been a tough season. This has been a season of loss for many people, uh, a season of turmoil, a season of things being turned upside down. And I'm having to relearn how to do life and my faith through, through what has been ever-changing, the amazing thing is through what's been ever-changing, he never changed. Yeah. Yeah. He remained constant. He remained there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm ever-present. I'm always with you. And, and you know what? In, even in what we said before, today doesn't necessarily look what we dreamt of, but I think it's better. Because who is meant to be here is here. And I will celebrate who is here, who is not, who's been, who's gone, because it's been a part of the journey that God has led us on. I think through Wally and I think through the people that he's led to Christ, the people, like, like I think through, if we started our church for Carl to come along, who came on the first week, to then walk a journey and, and, and after nine years, at over 90 years of age, to be filled with the Holy Spirit because Wally went to his house, prayed with him and prayed that he would be, and now he's a, he speaks in tongues. I go, it was worth planning the church for that. Yeah. 
And I didn't foresee that when we started the church. I didn't foresee a lot of the things that have happened, but God in his goodness felt that that was what needed to happen. So we celebrate it today. Amen. As we read this bit of scripture, though, the interesting thing is that Bartimaeus had heard about Jesus, but he hadn't heard from Jesus. So often we walk through life hearing about or knowing about Jesus but, and religion doesn't mind that. Religion doesn't mind you knowing about Jesus or hearing about Jesus. But, but God is looking for relationship, not, not religion. He wants you to hear directly from him. Bartimaeus' breakthrough came when he heard from Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Can I encourage you to draw near to God so he can draw near to you in the coming season, in the days, the months, the weeks ahead? Can I encourage you? Draw near. Press in. Go deeper. Let God speak to you and speak to you about your circumstance and what you're going to experience in, in the future. Your relationship positions you with Jesus. I love what the scripture says, let the little children come. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you. I, I hope today is just a message of, of calling the kids back home. Calling the kids back into close proximity, calling the kids back into that big hug where dad just wraps his arms around and says, kid, I'm with you. You've got all you need. I'll protect you. I'll provide for you. I'll lead you. I'll guide you. I'll speak wisdom into your world. Be at peace. Dad's got you. That's what I hope today is for you because I'm just celebrating that God has never left us nor forsaken us. And, I, and honestly, I was, I was thinking, that this is a little weird, but I was thinking the other day of what's happened since we moved up here. And I realised when, when we moved up here, I didn't realise my, my wrist was snapped through. And for four years, my wrist was broken. And I didn't realise because I'd torn all the ligaments and the bones were snapped through. And I'd always said to them, listen, man, my wrist aches. And I went and saw a specialist. He said, I've got to put you into surgery tomorrow. You need, I need to reconstruct your wrist. And so that's what we did. The next day, he reconstructed my wrist. And then a, a few years later, I, I cracked my head open at a water park and they said you were a millimetres from fracturing your whole skull. And so I spent some time recovering from that. And then I, we had a double hip replacement and I, I spent some time recovering from that. And I thought, it's a big life. <laughs> but that story for me is the same for you, just in different circumstances or different happenings or, or you know, I, I remember another, I was on a job site and somebody knocked the bottom of the scaffolding along and I, I grabbed a, a truss, a, a roof truss, but there was a gang nail on the back of it and, and the nails went into my hands to the bone and I'm hanging on the second story trying to get somebody. But, but in all of that, what I say is God was always with us. I sensed him near in all of those moments of craziness and and what's happened and I go I wouldn't change any of it because he's been with us and, and I sensed relationally that he was close religion wouldn't have done that for me but the relationship that the reliance that I form church let's be those people that are so reliant on God in our lives that every day is joyous yeah. because he's there with us every day is filled with uh, anticipation and and a, and a vision for the future amen I love this. In 1 Timothy 2, 5 to 6, it says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Uh, this has been witnessed at the proper time. We used to have to go through a priest. And it was only the, the priest that could go through to the holiest of holy. But when Jesus died and rose victorious, when he gave up his spirit, it says that the veil in, in the temple was torn from top to bottom. You don't have to go through a man. 
You can go to Jesus. You don't have to go through a, a priest or a high priest or somebody that's holier than thou. You can just go to Jesus and Jesus will meet. Just, just that millisecond, he is there and you can, you can reach in a moment of need, in a moment of victory, in a moment of trial, in a moment of confusion, wherever it is that you can call out to him. And, and, and I say that because after doing this for nine years, that's all that's been proven every single week. I thought about it, there's been over 450 Sundays. We, we've done services, we've done uh, men's nights, women's nights, conferences, we've done guest speakers, we've done all of these things. And in every service, the constant and the, was that Jesus was there, that his word was preached, that, that hope came, that life flowed. Every time we share the word, life flows. So the reason I encourage you to consume the word of God is so that it comes out when you're speaking to others. Because when you don't have the answers for others' problems, you will have life flowing from you as the word of God just comes from you. And it's an amazing, I want to be a part of the solution. I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to lighten loads. I want to meet needs. I want to see hurts healed up. And I don't have the answers, but God does. So when I partner with him and I walk in step with the Holy Spirit, something happens, something shifts, something changes. What do you want? Do you want life to be the same as it's always been or do you want shift? Do you want something to change in your life? It's no good whining and complaining and whinging and desiring and wanting if we never articulate what we want. It's time to open our mouths and declare what will be and we will do that over this church and we will do that over you. But we are the church, so you do it over you. Do it over your family. Do it over your finances. Do it over your health. Do it over relationships. You speak towards what will be. That is your authority and your position in life. The, the greater is he that is in you than he that is. But God wants to speak in you and through you. You've been made in his image, filled with his spirit, called to his purposes. Step up in that. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as lions. What do you want? Go after what you want with tenacity and passion and purpose and vigor for life. Let's be, let's be alive. There's a saying that, that God is most glorified when man is most alive. Because you're a reflection of God in the earth. God is most glorified when you are doing life to its full potential. Do it. Enjoy it. Get excited by it. If, if God is in you and greater is he that is in you than anything that's coming against you, why are you walking as a victim? Why are you not rising above? Why are you not stealing yourself and going, I'm going again? I've been battered from the left and I've been battered from the right. I've been pushed back, but now I'm going to start pushing back myself. I'm going to push back on darkness. I'm going to push back on the lies. I'm going to start to excel in everything that I do because that's what's been spoken over my life. That's what's been promised. Well, come on, let's give God a hand clap. You know, there is a payoff for being a believer. You know, this isn't just fire insurance, guys. You know, I'm going to die, but at least I'm going to heaven. It's, it's going to be hell on earth, but I will get to it. No, there, there is a payoff to walking with Christ and being led by God. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Promise of God. 
When you trust in Him, He will direct your paths. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the way of sinners, nor stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the law. On his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of living water that yields its fruit in season. Whatever he does shall prosper. There is a payoff for walking in God, for, for serving God, for loving God, for believing in God. Russell and Sue, ministers for almost 40 years, blessed, being guided. Their life, I know, has not been perfect. They've had their challenges, but they're here today, full of joy, full of, the, you, they walk towards you and you feel their smile. I feel them before I, before I even embrace them or be, they just smile at you and life flows from them. They've walked with Christ. They've got beautiful kids and grandkids in the house of the Lord. There is a payoff for doing life in Christ. And I want to encourage you, regardless of the challenge, regardless of, of what you face, remember there is a payoff and there is a day of victory and there is a day. It says, do not draw weary in doing good for in due season you will reap a harvest if you do not give it. Don't, don't draw weary. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Life wants to weary you. The enemy wants to break you down. But in Christ we live in victory. Amen? Amen. As I said, so many people... They hope, they desire, they wish, they need, but they never ask. I want to encourage you this week, ask God. Declare what will be. Prophesy towards your future. Jeremiah 32 two says this. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. The lie of the enemy is, is God's too far off. He can't hear you. He's not interested in you. Your voice is to call to me and I will answer you. Who will answer you? The God that created the heavens and the earth. While there was nothing, he hovered over nothingness, spoke towards nothingness and created everything that we now know and enjoy are blessed by and are called to have dominance over. He says, you call to me and I will answer you. And I'll show you what I'm going to do on your behalf. I will lead you. I will be. Just call to me. Can I encourage you to open your mouth, get bold, get confident, dream big, ask big. It, it, it speaks to God of your belief in him when we ask big, when we are for, for our kids to come back to Christ, for our kids to get off drugs. For our, I've, I've got great friends whose son was addicted to heroin for eight years, and for eight years the only thing they had was a desperation and a prayer. They got him into rehab after rehab after rehab. They surrounded him by good people and he'd always keep falling back. And they said the only thing that broke that yoke was our crying out, our broken hearts. The thing is this, it's not always in joy that we call out. It's not always in peace that we cry out. It's not always in anxiety-free moments that we cry out, but we must cry out. You call to me and I will answer you. The Bible says in Isaiah, it says that no word spoken in the name of the Lord returns void, but it accomplishes that for which it's sent. When we speak faith and we speak the word of God and we speak and declare what will be, that it has to happen. It has to come to pass. Amen. Like I said, God is most glorified when we're free. When we're dreaming, when we're believing, when we're adventuring, when we're enjoying life, when we're creating. Some of you have, have let this creative ability in your lives drop. Pick it back up again. There's, there's unique giftings, anointings, and abilities on the inside of your life that God wants you to use. And they're going to they're gonna increase in your life as you use them. Just be you. 
And I, I was thinking about this, a little cheesy, but you, you literally are the apple of God's eye. You are. You as the individual, you are the apple of God's. He looks at you and everything makes sense. He created you as you are. So often we're trying to be somebody else or we're trying to not be us. But you are perfect as you are. And, and I just wanted to remind us of that this morning, just in, in light of love God, love others, serve the community. But, but I can't love others unless I first love myself. And so many people beat themselves up about things they did 25 years ago. And God's going, I can't even remember what you did. The word says, as far as the east is from the west, I remember not. I've forgotten those things. But we're holding on to what he's already forgotten. We're not accepting and, and experiencing all that he has for us because we're beating ourselves up about what we used. You're not what you used to be. Yeah. You're a brand new creation. Every day you stand up in Christ, you're a, you're a new creation. Be that new creation today. Be, be that unstoppable force. Be that, that, that force of joy in the earth today. Don't let 25 years ago cause you to be mean and, and disgruntled and angry and, and whatever it is. Let it go. I'm speaking to me. Christian, let it go. Let that disappointment go. Let that brokenness go. Let that sin go. Let that guilt go. Let that sh- Just let it go. Because what you want is not going to come to pass until you let go of what you used to be. Yeah. Or what was, or because even the best of what was will limit you from entering into the better day tomorrow. Because wow. I get that was epic, uh-huh. and God goes, but I've got so much more. No, no, but that was 1997, my Lord. The Spirit was being poured out. Our business was booming. This was fantastic. Marriage was great. He goes, I've got so much more. You thought that was good. Watch, but you've got to let go of that to enter into all things are working together for good, that, that a better day that lays ahead. Amen? Amen. Luke 12.32, we're about to have cake. I'm going to wrap up very shortly. Luke 12.32 says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Why, why are we hesitant in receiving? The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. Why are we withdrawn or held back in receiving from the kingdom of heaven. God is withholding nothing from you today. I just, I just want to encourage us. It's a day of celebration. God is good. He is, he is majestic. He is faithful. There is nothing he's withholding from you. Walk in victory. Live in joy. Be free. Let the past go. Let yesterday be what yes. You can't change yesterday. Live in the moment and enjoy all that God has for you. Amen? Amen. You know, the scriptures say you have not because you ask not. You have not. And even then when you do ask, you ask for the wrong things. Can I encourage you? Ask God for his will to be done in your life. His good and perfect will for your life. Shared it last week, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a few. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He is prophesied over your life. Good days, blessing, breakthrough, freedom, joy, peace. He wants you to experience heaven on earth, not just get to heaven. And I don't want you to get to your cubby house in heaven. I'm just going to just get in, just get in. Don't shoot the messenger. I want you to enjoy every single day you have here on earth until you get to heaven. I want you to be the most productive, the most fruitful, the most blessed, the most joyous person you can be for the next 70, 80, 90s until you get to heaven. 
Because what, what is it worth if, if I walk around like somebody that's just stubbed my toe or, or hit my hand, hand with a, a hammer every single day of my life? If I, if, what is it? I love Jesus. What does that mean? Let's, let's be those people that are full of joy, full of, let's not complain, let's not whine, let's not woe is me, let's rise above. Mark 11, 24 says, I tell you this, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and you will have it. I'm convinced that the future of our church looks like what we ask for, what we petition heaven for, what we speak into being and what we pull down by faith. That's what the church looks like. And so for me, as I want to see more salvations. I want to see more lives restored. I want to see more breakthrough in people's circumstances. I want to see more marriages healed up with love abounding. That's what I want. But what do you want? What do you want in the days coming, in the days that are ahead? And like I said, Ephesians says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. But we have to ask and we have to imagine. He wants to do more than we're dreaming for, more than we're believing for. There is more. And I was just thinking that you know, in the year ahead, in, in our ninth year, what, what are Melissa and I, what are Justin and Ange, what are Jenny and Vincent and Nancy, what do we want for your life uh, in the next 365-day period? My, my, my heart, my prayer, my desire is that you would celebrate well every day that you have, that every day that, that love would be developed and grow in your family unit, that it wouldn't be like it's always been, that it would get better every single day, that every day there would be extra laughter, and extra joy, and extra peace. And that, that, that's my prayer over your life, is that you would celebrate well every day of the year ahead. And the, the, the second thing is that you would enjoy the journey. Can I encourage you, if you need to flick a switch in your life that goes from pessimistic to optimistic, or from, from negative to positive, or if you just need to flick a switch, just, just do that and, and enjoy the journey. God's journeying with you. He's right beside you. He, he's with you through it. Enjoy it. Find the funny moments of every day. Don't, don't let the, the, the one thing out of, you know, 100. We've got, we got 99 good things going on, one bad thing. I focus on the bad thing and that carries me through my day. No, let the 99 good things. Let, let the presence of God in your life. Let your friends, let your family, let your circumstances buoy you and, and stir you to enjoy the journey Next thing is, as I say, invest in the future. Today, make a decision that, that I'm going to invest into the future that I'm going to enjoy. And when I say invest, invest in relationships, invest in culture, your, your personal culture, uh, your family culture, your, your faith culture, your, your community culture. Invest, into, invest today into what matters. Because when you invest into what matters today, you'll enjoy it tomorrow. And the last thing is this, before we pray, I want to encourage you to live beyond. It's been a crazy two years leading up to here, but this, this year isn't going to be perfect either. But live beyond circumstance. Live beyond storm. Live beyond criticism. Live, live beyond self-doubt. Just rise above. Look to Jesus and let him carry you through this year into the year ahead. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.